0: Over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to receive a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Center, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Christian Center, visit our website at www.harvestcc.me. And remember to love God, love people, and love life
1: faith if you don't have a Bible lift your your hand or your mobile phone or your mobile device or whatever you have let's make our confession of faith together I am unconditionally loved by God and that harvest I come to God as I am but I won't stay as I am because the life-giving message I'll receive will make me more like the great I am I'm on 10 and I win in Jesus name remain standing for just a moment I want you to go to one scripture go to John Uh, go to John go to John chapter 13 John John John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, chapter 13, verse number 7. One verse I want you to look at real quick. Say, every question is about to be answered right now. John 13 and 7, it says this, Jesus answered and said to them, What I'm doing now, you don't understand it now. All right? Anybody ever have some stuff go down in your life or you're like, what in the world is this? I'm not the only one. You, you ever had some stuff happen in your life? Be like, God, what are you doing? What, why is this happening to me? What did I do? What did I say? What happened? Jesus said, What I am doing, you do not understand now. Watch this. But you will know after this. Look, look at your neighbor in the face and say, Neighbor, today is after this day. You're about to understand why this year has been the best of times and the worst of times at the same time. Father, I decrease as you might increase. Speak to us now that we would move and walk in everything that you have ordained. I pray that you tailor may customize this word for us, your people, as we discover today how you use the enemy to bless us. Today is our after this day. It is where we understand why we had to go through some of the stuff that we went through. And even when it seemed like it was the worst, it was really just pulling out the best in us. Even when it hurt us, it was really helping us. Even when it was painful to us, it was really working a far exceeding great purpose in our lives. And we thank you that it is so in Jesus name somebody shout hallelujah as you take your seats introduce today's message to somebody tell them to say Satan just blessed you tell them say Satan just blessed you yes he did we are in now this life-giving message series called American Idols to demolish misinformation and misunderstandings about God's word and today I want to teach you how to see that the things that hurt you deepest actually help you most say this with me say what hurts me deepest helps me the most John thirteen seven illuminates a potent principle that there are certain things that can happen in your life now that you do not understand, but you will understand it later when you can look at it from a different perspective and look at it from a different uh, place of pur- a purview. Watch this. Say, now is the time for me to understand. See, I'm trying today to talk to some folk that have been going through some stuff this year that you never thought you'd go through. That have been dealing with some emotions you never thought you'd deal with. That were dealing with some betrayals you never saw coming. That were dealing with some stuff that was thrown your way you never expect. Who am I preaching to? Because maybe I got the messages wrong and this is for the 11:15. Is there anybody where this year you done dealt with some stuff that confused you and you sat up in a bay saying what the heaven, hell, and earth is going on in my life? God, why is this happening to me? Are you mad at me? Me? are you angry with me what did I do am I preaching to anybody he says "Watch this what I'm doing now you don't understand but you will after this say uh, after this is today y'all ain't talking to me like you want to say after this is today This year, it has been God's desire for harvesters to be on 10, which is the modern colloquialism and in biblical numerology, it means to experience the best of the best. And I want to take you back to the series, I'm on 10 and messages from Motown to remind you of what that means. Because some of you didn't understand why this year has been like it has for you, but you will today. Say, I will today. I I gave you these eight principles. On 10 is when you walk in a new order. That order is the order of a kingdom, the kingdom. God has been getting rid of disorder in your life this year you didn't hear what I said I said he's been getting rid of disorder in your life this year that's why you've been so frustrated watch this with yourself because God says until you get sick of some of the disorder going on in your own life you won't change it so God has been letting you get frustrated with you who am I preaching to he's been letting you wake up and say to yourself I'm sick of you why you keep acting like this why do you keep responding like this why do you keep breaking down like this say I got new order But the second thing I told you earlier in those series was that on 10 is when a new order opens up new power. God does not give power to anything that is out of order. So God says, in order for me to give you power to rule, reign, conquer, and subdue, I got to get you in order. Because why would I give power to something that's out of order? Y'all not saying nothing. God says, listen, you asked me to use you. You asked me to uh, make you an example to other people. You asked to be the curse breaker. You asked to be the interruption to the dysfunction in your bloodline. So I got to get you in order so I can give you some power and some authority. Touch your neighbor said the disorder had to go so power could come. And when I talk about power, church folk talk about power but don't understand quite what power means. Power doesn't mean you have no problems. Power means when you see a problem, you just press right on through that problem. But the third thing I told you is that on 10 is when your thankfulness changes the odds. All things are possible with God, but not all things are probable with God. But when you're thankful and you're in a year where you're on 10, the odds have been changed for you. Watch this. This is the reason why some of the stuff you dealt with this year, if you check the statistics, it knocks most people out but you. Ain't nobody going to say nothing to me. It took some other people out. Other people lost their mind. Other people are sitting at home right now rocking back and forth, staring at the wall. But you, you got up this morning and said, this is the thing that the Lord has made. And I touch your neighbor and say, I've been beating some odds this year. Uh watch this but the fourth thing I told you on 10 is when freedom begins please understand we looked at that with the children of Israel it is when they came out of Egypt and they were on their journey to the promise say I came out of my Egypt Egypt. y'all ain't talking like you believe me say I came out of my Egypt Egypt. now say it like you mean it say I came out of my Egypt say these last few months God's been getting Egypt out of me see you can be out of drama but still be full of drama you can be out of hell but still be full of of, hell not you can be out of a bad relationship but still got bad relationship tendencies in you which is why you attract bad to you but I speak it into somebody's life touch your neighbor and say Egypt's been coming out of you That's why you ain't been sleeping like you normally sleep. That's why you ain't been worshiping like you normally worship. You ain't been praying like you normally pray. Because God says, I'm getting Egypt up out of you. Because when you step over into this new year, it ain't going to be the same drama. It ain't going to be the same issues. It ain't going to be the same mess. But then I told you the fifth thing is that on 10 is when Absalom's are struck down. Absalons now are people that are in your camp they talk the right talk, they have the jersey on but truth be told is that they're working stuff behind the scenes this is why this year, watch this watch this. it was quick betrayals y'all ain't saying nothing 'Cause, cause you called them friend, God said they're foe so that's why on Sunday night it was all good Monday afternoon, you were like, What? What is this text about? Y'all ain't gonna say nothing. What is this email about? Because God says, I'm striking down your Absaloms this year. Touch your neighbor and say, Gotta go get that message. Gotta go get the man. I don't have time to reteach you, just gotta go get it. Watch this. Absalom was David's son. David's son tried to have a coup on him. And David started mourning him, even though he was really trying to take him down. Which means God says, You have not been properly placing your emotions when it comes to people. You hate those that love you and love those that hate you. Let me prove it to you. You will chase what don't chase you. You'll be loyal to what ain't loyal to you. You'll be faithful to what ain't faithful to you. And God says, I needed to chop some of them Absaloms out. And because it was his blood, he felt responsible to. And then one of his mighty men says, we perceive watch this, Absalom tried to take you down David we killed him for you and we perceive that if he was still alive you'd be more happy about your hater being alive than you would those being in your corner being with you touch the neighbor and say you needed to find your Absaloms this year how many of you found something this year and watch this, how many of them you found that they were closer than you ever thought they were So you keep thinking it's everybody that's out there, Judas sits at the table and eats with you, you do know that number six I told you on ten is when God watch this this was my favorite on ten is when God smites your enemies just when they least expect it after you release the desire to retaliate God has been watch this watch this I know I'm preaching to you because you'll stand up and turn around one time God has been forcing you to forgive okay only five of y'all okay Mr, what do you mean because every time you do your pretend church forgive he psh, throws it back in your face and says, you ain't dealt with that y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me every time you do your Lord I release it Lord I release it Lord I just wash it away in Jesus name God like you, you ain't playing me you ain't playing nobody but yourself and he'll throw it back in your face and say now deal with it who am I preaching to this is the year God's been telling you deal with some stuff cause I'm gonna force you to forgive that's why you've been getting reports on folk you don't even care about no more because God says, I'm going to throw it in your face until you forgive. Okay. Watch this. I this. this. uh huh. Number seven was, on 10 is when you reach the end of a test for a promotion. I may or may not deal with that at the next experience. And here it is. The eighth thing I gave you was on 10 is when what hurts you deepest helps you most. Say what hurts me deepest helps me most. Now, y'all talking real weak to me, and so I know you're full, and I know all that, and I know the rain outside got you a little bit, because you you're sitting up here singing New Edition, talking about can you stand the rain and all that, and it's bringing back all these memories. But, but look, I can just take my seat and take the offer, and we can go home. Now, now, now touch your neighbors. Say, have you had some hurt this year? Okay, now, go on and answer them. Go on and answer them. Okay, so say, you should be responding differently to this. Mm -hmm. Say, what hurt me deepest deepest has helped me most. most. Now, let me show you. Genesis 8, 4, we looked at this. Then the ark rested in the seventh month, the 17th day of the month, on the mountains of Ararat. Say, Ararat. Verse 5 says, and the waters decreased continually into the 10th month. In the 10th month, on the first day of the month, the tops of the mountains were seen. Now, in the Bible, anytime something is recorded, whether you think it's significant or not, it is extremely significant because out of the uh, 5,000 or so years of biblical history that are recorded, everything that God gave us, he gave us with a great purpose, a purpose. Uh, Even the reason that God gives us the genealogies of the Bible, he gives us the genealogies so that now we are able to track the bloodline so we can track who broke the curses. You just think so-and-so begot so-and-so begot so-and-so begot so-and-so because they were trying to keep a family tree. They weren't just trying to keep a family tree. They were trying to show when the interruption to the dysfunction was born so you'd be able to see yourself in the book. Say everything significant so why did the bible go through the trouble to tell us the day in which uh, the waters decreased and why did it go to tell us the month in which the mountains were seen and why did it go through the trouble of telling us the name of the mountain range in which the ark rested why is any of that important to us today it's not like we're going to be able to go up to the ark and go take a look at the ark and see how they was living in the ark so why would he go through the trouble of telling us it's because god says there's a message hidden in the text and there's a message Then the ark rested, verse 4, in the seventh month, the seventeenth day of the month, on the mountains of Ararat. Verse 5, and the waters decreased continually until the tenth month. Say they were on 10. 10. Now remember, biblical numerology means that every number has a significance uh, biblically in your life and significance spiritually. Check it out. It was the tenth month. Say they were on on 10. Talk to me, church. Say they were on 10. And it was in the 10th month, on the first day of the month, that the tops of the mountains were seen. Check it out. Erarat in Hebrew, which is the language of our Old Testament, it doesn't just mean a mountain range. Watch this. It means pain, sorrow, and hurt caused me to be great. Yeah. yeah. So the ark now, watch this, is resting in a place called pain, sorrow, and hurt caused me to be great. Or in other words, my pain, sorrow, and hurt pushed me to be on 10. You you, you 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 you're not catching. It. Uh, say you've been, forced, you've been forced out of, the rest, out of the rest to the best. best. what's well, well, this? The flood the flood forced the ark. You know the story. Story is is that uh, it had been a miss in the earth until this particular day where. It rains, and when it rains, it rains so much that it pours. It pours so much that there's a flood. And when there's a flood, Noah, now this man that God has picked, he's built an ark. And in that ark, he now has every animal, every species that has come. Say it's a miracle. It's a miracle that he was able to get all of those different animals and all of those people to work together uh, because the people he had to work with were the people that were closest to him. So it was a miracle that he was able to get all of them to work together and get in the ark and then be able to stay in the ark long enough so that nobody suffered, so that nobody died. Somebody say it was a miracle. The real miracle wasn't the fact that the ark could survive the flood. The real miracle was that the ark got built in the first place. See, see, there's some stuff in your life you don't even know where the miracle is. You you don't even say. uh, You're a miracle and you don't even know it. Because you've been so busy comparing your practice footage to somebody else's highlight reel. Touch your neighbor and say, you're a miracle and you don't even know it. And so now the scripture says that it floods the earth, and as the earth floods, it goes for all this particular amount of time. And as it goes for this particular amount of time, we read in Genesis now, where we just read in the text, where this is now where the water has begun to subside, the water has begun to come back, and now they can see the tops of the mountains. The flood represents pain, hurt, sorrow, death, destruction, all of that. And then it was when they were on 10 that they could begin to see that they were in another place but now the mountain they were in was called pain sorrow and hurt caused me to be great say pain Pain, sorrow sorrow, hurt, hurt caused me to be great you've been cursing what you needed you've been angry at what you needed you've been complaining about what you needed you've been angry with God about what you needed can I tell you it wasn't the great stuff that made you pray it was the low stuff that made you pray it was the stuff that had you crying that turned you to God I wish I had some real folk in here it was the hell you went through that made you spiritual most folk don't want to tell the truth about it but touch your neighbor and say going through hell made me spiritual yeah, it was going through hell that sent you to church. It was going through hell that made you worship. It was going through hell that made you give. Touch your neighbor say, I need to thank him for the hell I've been through. The flood forced the ark to the top of the mountain, which is now a mountain. is a Hebrew idiom for achieving the best. And the floods in your life this year have forced the best out of you. Mm-hmm. The end of last year, we looked at this scripture. Approximately eleven months ago, I announced to you what God had spoken concerning your life, and I gave you the scripture from Isaiah chapter forty-eight. We're going to look at verse number three. So, Touching him, say, "Stay with Bishop." Stay with uh-huh. Because uh, say, Satan's been blessing you, and you didn't even know it. Uh-huh. Isaiah forty-eight three. I had declared the former things from the beginning. They went forth from my mouth, and I caused them to hear it. Suddenly, I did them, and they came to pass. Look at me. Watch this. Now, just just wave at me. I'm telling you. This year, you had some quick ups. Watch this. But you had some quick downs. And within 20 minutes, you could be up and be down. I, I wish I had some honest folk in the church. And it, used, and it started confusing you because you'd be sitting up and breaking down crying for no reason and you're trying to figure out what am I crying for what am I upset about you'd have panic attacks and anxiety, anxiety attacks in the middle of the day I'm, am I not talking to anybody you'd go from feeling like you're on 10 to feeling like a failure in a matter of minutes people didn't know how close you were to the edge people didn't know how close you were to saying I don't even want to live no more who am I Say it was quick ups and quick downs. Uh huh. God God says, I caused him to hear it. Suddenly I did it and it came to pass. Say it was quick up, quick down. Now watch this. Watch what he says. Now it's going to get real. Verse 4. Because I knew you were obstinate. Obstinate means that you're stubborn even after somebody talks to you. He says, I knew you were obstinate. He says, I knew you were stubborn even after being talked to, so rather than talking to you, I had to take you through it. It's quieted here. Uh every every week you pray for God to give you an answer. You came to church, got an answer, and still left him out. I'm not sure. God says, Well, I'm gonna take you through it since I can't talk you through it. Oh, but I'm so glad that when He took me through it, He didn't let me let it take me out. You ought to give Him a praise that for what He took you through, it didn't have the power to take you out. It was painful, it hurt. But it did not take you out That's money to just give him praise that you're still tempted, that you're still thriving after. But watch this. He said, he said, watch this, watch this. He said, he said, he said, I knew you were obstinate. I knew you were stubborn even after I talked to you. So I got to take you through it. He says, and your neck was an iron simnu and your brow was bronze. In other words, he just said, you, I'm grown. I know what I'm doing. It's quiet up in her. Verse five. From the beginning, I've declared it to you. Before it came to pass, I proclaimed to it, it to you. Watch this. Here's the series. Lest you should say my idol has done them and my carved image and my molded image have commanded them. Watch this. What's happened to you that's hurt you this year had to take some idols down in your life. And say some idols have come down in my life. Watch this. He says, Watch this. Uh, for some of you, your money was your idol. Because you weren't dependent on me, God says. You were dependent on the fact that you knew you had some dough." re me So what I did is let that dry up so you could see that that is your resource. It is not your source. God says, I am your source, so I had to take the idol of your money down. But shout about it. You didn't understand why it was happening when it happened. But today is your after this, and everything that you lost, watch me give it. I'm not saying nothing. Apparently, I got the experience mixed up. Apparently, this was for the 1115. He says... He says, watch this. He says, I needed to take some idols down. For some, the idol was your credit. So, I let your credit get a little snanker-lank. Because your faith was in your credit. It was your idol. What's an idol? Anything that gets worshipped. It's quiet. Watch this. He said, I needed to take the idol because, watch this, some of you have been addicted to applause. So somebody ain't always telling you you did this, you did this, you did this, you did that. You walk around with your head down looking sad when God says you need to learn how to encourage yourself. You sitting up here waiting on co-signers. You better get in the mirror and tell yourself you are head and not to tell. You are above and not beneath. You... I says for some the idol was the projects you keep around you to feel needed. God says some of you this year you figured out you've never really brought people around you that served purpose. They just passed time. Because you like projects, which is why you always search for people beneath the level of life you're at. So that way you feel good and you feel needed because they always need you. Okay. For some of you, God says your idol was some Deuteronomy 2210s. Put it up in King James so they can say it, so I ain't got to say it. Come on, Deuteronomy 2210, King James not, If you ain't heard this, you're gonna read this verse. It's a very spiritual verse. Come on, Deuteronomy 2210 10 in King James. Watch this. One, two, ready, you read it. If you don't have those messages, you gotta go get those. Watch this. For some of you, you're idle with the asses in your life. Because you keep saying, watch this. You say to yourself, I know this friend ain't going to change. But watch this. But you wouldn't dismiss them. I know this family member ain't going to change. But you wouldn't dismiss them. Watch this. God says, God says, I needed to get rid of the idols in your life. And for some of you, the idols were the donkeys that were in your life. You know the donkeys, because the donkeys, you know what a jackass does, a donkey, it always bucks, it always kicks, it's always slowing down your progress, it tires you, and the truth of the matter is, is that you hate to see them coming, but what's funny is when they come, you keep them around. You leave totally energyless. You leave totally messed up, jacked up, tied up, tangled up. They've sucked the life out of you. They've leached the life out of you. And then you got the nerve to answer the phone and say, come on, stop by the house. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right. Uh, I, uh, I says, say some idols had to come down. Uh-huh. Some of the idols, your kids were your idol. It's quiet, church. Whatever God worship is an idol and God says, listen, I needed to take you through some stuff so some idols could come down. For some of you, your idol was winning. You're so used to winning. So God made it so that this year you failed at some stuff that was easy to win, but you still failed. Because God says you idolize winning. And truth be told, that's why some, who am I preaching to? And truth be told, that's why there's some things you haven't given up on and there's some folk you should have threw away a long time ago and some folks you should have said you got to go. But because you don't like winning, you keep an ass around. Because you said, I'd rather try to win this than lose this. So it wasn't them that kept you in this situation. It was, I don't want to lose. It's quiet, church. 1 John 2.16, he says this, For all that is in the world, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life, is not of the Father but of the world. So these are idols. <laughs> Say lust of the flesh, lust, lust, of, the lust of the eyes, pride of, of life. life. Lust of the flesh is your default human nature. God says, this year I needed to change your default. So I took some idols down. Say so took idols down. Say, but he changed my default. Your default is how you normally respond. Watch this. I know who I'm preaching to. How many this year, your response shocked you? Thank you for the honest folk. Had this been 15? 14? 13? 12? Oh God, 11? I love the Lord, but And that ain't what I wanted to use this prop for, but it fits. So yeah. <laughs> uh, touch your neighbor, say, your responses this year responses have shocked you. Have shocked you. Uh, there's some stuff that happened to you this year. Normally, you'd act a fool. But this year, you just said, you know what? He works all things together for the good of them that love him. Watch this. And you shocked yourself. You were like, did I just say that? You changed your default, but then the lust of the eyes, envy and jealousy. This year, you've confronted envy and jealousy in ways you've not confronted it before. Uh, Envy is when you look at somebody else and say, why they got that. Jealousy is saying, "Now I want it. This year, somebody said this year, year, he dealt with the lust of my eyes. eyes. (laughs) There's stuff you look at and say, I got to have it. And God says, and you ain't getting it. Let me prove it to you. Can, can I help your neighbor? Watch this. Let me help the single folks. That's why this year your rebounds didn't work. Y- y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. And married folk, that's why this year normally your spouse can talk you through some stuff. But this year, even when they talked you, they didn't talk you out of it, didn't talk you through it. Because God says, I'm going to deal with the idol of the lust of your eyes. you And the pride of life, God said, I got to deal with your pride. I got to deal with your arrogance. Because what I'm getting ready to bring you into, you can't afford to lose it because of unchecked pride. Say, what I'm stepping into now. Now, talk to me, church. Say, what I'm stepping into now, I can't afford to lose because of unchecked pride. Here's verse 8 of Isaiah, of Isaiah of 48. I'm almost done. Surely you did not hear. He said, you just wasn't listening. He said, surely you did not know. Surely from long ago, your ear was not open. What's long ago? When you got mad at me. When you held a grudge with me, God says. I'm not going to talk to me. When you didn't understand why, so you shut your hearing down. For I knew you would deal very treacherously and you were called a transgressor from the womb. That means you willfully deviate. You know what to do, but you still willfully deviate. Mm -hmm. God's been dealing with that this year. That's good news, church. Say, that's proof he loves me. For my name's sake, watch this. Here's the part you shout. Maybe y'all won't get it at the 915. Maybe I have to repreach it at the 1115. I don't know, but we'll just see how this next verse goes. For my name's sake, I will defer my anger. God says, truth be told, there's some stuff you've done this year I ought to be hot about not because I'm mad at you, not because I'm trying to beat you down, but you knew better. Well, the people can be honest. There's some stuff we did this year. We can look at it and say, I knew better than that. But look at what he said. He said, but because of the praise you gave me, <laughs> watch this here. I'm going to restrain my anger from you and I'm, I should cut you off, but I'm not going to cut you off. I'm about to use Satan to bless your life. You ought to high-five your neighbor and say, Satan's about to bless you. Let me get there so I can get to it. <laughs> he said, the reason, the reason sometimes it was so hard for you to praise is because Satan knew that that's what was going to keep me from cutting you off. That's what was going to keep me, my anger deferred. I dare somebody to give him a 20-second radical praise just be- The book says he will it- What's this? Say that praise, that praise just protected me. <laughs> That's why you can't let nothing stop that praise because that praise has power to pr- All right. All right. Verse 10, he says, behold. He, he says, you wonder how you made it through this year? Verse 9 tells you, he says, your praise is what, go back to verse 9. He says, He says, and for my praise, I will restrain it from you. And watch this. And to everybody who's sitting up here today say, I just feel like God is just done with me. I got an announcement. God says, I'm not cutting you off. To everybody that's feel cut off because you're going through some stuff. God says, I am not cutting you off. When you shouted today, I decided not to. When you praised me today, I decided not to. Next verse. Next verse. Verse 10, Behold, I've refined you. Yes, yes. Say, I'm better. I'm better. But not as silver. He says, I've tested you in the furnace of affliction. <laughs> For my own sake, for my own sake, I will do it. For how should my name be profane and I will not give glory to another. Listen to me, O Jacob and Israel, my call. I am he, I am the first, I am the last. Look at me, church. God says, I need to take some idols down. I needed to deal with all that stuff in the verse. But here's the trip. We often make an idol out of what hurts us so we never see how it helps us. We idolize what buffets us so we never see how it blesses us. But touch your neighbor and say, Satan... Has been used by God, used by God to, bless to bless you. Here it is now to the title of the message, and I'm done 2 Corinthians 12 and 7. It is the Apostle Paul. So, check the connectivity. From the mountains of Mount Ararat, my pain, my sorrow, my hurt have now caused me to be great. Check it out Isaiah 48. I took some idols down in your life i dealt with your pride i dealt with your obstinance i dealt with how you don't listen i dealt with a whole bunch of stuff in your life and god says i've been refining you i've been making you better in fact i'm making you the best version of yourself you've ever been lay your hands on yourself say i'm the best version of myself i've ever been you ain't been as patient you ain't been as kind watch this you're more compassionate now for other people than you've ever been you don't look down on people now because you said i'll never do that and then you went through some stuff and said let me just pray for folks say i'm the best version of myself i've ever been so now we get to the apostle paul second corinthians twelve seven. watch what he says say so he's a man of god so powerful of a man of god he preaches the gospel to the entire continent of asia in two years and three months he's a bad brother Second Corinthians twelve seven. Unless I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, he says, I know a lot. I've been through a lot. I've seen a lot. God has trusted me with a lot. Watch well, says? That's why since you were a little kid, folks always said you got an old soul. Yes, yes. Who am I talking to? That's why since you were a kid, folks always told you, you were more mature. You you, you used to have a better understanding. Who am I talking to? You got a better understanding. Grown folk would look at you and you'd be the one raising them. Touch your neighbor and say, that's just like Paul. He says, unless I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of revelations. Watch this. A thorn in the flesh was given to me. Here it is. A messenger of Satan to buffet me lest I be exalted above measure. Twice in the verse he says, unless I should be exalted above measure, which indicates here that Paul had an issue that when he started making progress, he started getting prideful. It's quiet, church. Now the red light's flashing, which means I should stop here, but do you want me to finish it? Watch well, the verse? What's the verse? he says unless I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations a thorn in the flesh was given to me a messenger messenger there means angel of Satan I taught you about this in the messages about the adversary, angels a couple of series ago of Satan to buffet me now I say bishop yes, what does buffet mean? mean it was a painful blow yes, sir. Yes, sir. On, on, he says God allowed the enemy To inflict a painful blow okay apparently apparently that ain't nobody in here apparently this year ain't nobody dealt with some painful blows apparently this year every day just been tiptoeing through the tulips and just peaches and cream for you but for the rest of us say a painful blow he says he says it was given to me No, 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 no. You, you, you missed it. You missed it. Touch the name say, Stay bishop. bishop. Unless I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh. What, what's this? I didn't choose it. I didn't ask for it. I didn't pray for it. I woke up one morning. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I was checking my email and Tch. I'll come down your road. I was looking at my bank account and Tch. I was reading the text from them and Tch. I was sitting in the meeting with them and Tch. I didn't ask for it. It was given to me. Touching them said, this was given to you. Which is why you couldn't just pray it away. Prayer didn't bring it, so prayer couldn't send it away. A thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me. It's a painful blow, lest I be exalted above measure. Now watch verse 8. Concerning this thing. Now he says, I got a messenger from Satan and it buffeted me. It was a painful blow. But look what he says. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord. How many times? Three times. How many times? Spanish. Spanish. Trace Timio. I don't know. Southern Spanish. Tiempo, in Tiempo time. Okay, let's just leave it alone. Let's stick to English. Okay. <laughs> Concerning this thing, say this thing. See, I'm gonna tell some of y'all what's been happening to you. I, I, this is just amazing. Your responsiveness is amazing to me because 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 I'm answering everything you've been praying about, and you're just sitting there looking at God like <laughs> it's amazing to me. But but anyway, that's okay. I'm cool. Preach, Bishop. Yes, sir. Encourage yourself. Watch this. Concerning this thing, what thing? The painful blow. I asked God three times that this would leave me. I asked God three times that I get through this grief. Y'all not saying nothing. I asked God three times to take this pain away from me and he said No. What do you do when he says no and it hurts like hell? He said He said I pleaded with the Lord. Which means I'm just praying no, the Lord. Lord Jesus. Father, thank you Jesus. Oh, sweet Jesus, Lord, would you just take this pain away? Paul said I was up all night. just got in the car with nowhere to go I just started driving and crying and praying who am I talking to I, I pleaded with him I begged him I begged him anybody you did what you you begged him you you made all kind of negotiations in the car God, if you do this, I'll do this. If you bring them back, I'll do this. If you do this, I'll do this. If this happens, I'll do this. And God looked at all of your negotiations and said, no. No. I'm not doing it. He said, I pleaded with him. How many times? Three times. Now, here's what's funny. Paul is an apostle, so he's a man of God, so he knows, he knows how this works he knows the deal but still inside of himself he said "But let me try one more time maybe if I ask it a different way he'll give me a different answer you ever try that where like you know like you change the question like you gonna trip God up like you change the prayer like maybe I need to pray it like this and then you leave that time of prayer saying oh I just know it's gonna happen I just know it's gonna hey glory to God and he's like nope not doing that either not doing that Watch this. I pleaded with him three times that it might depart from me. Not him, which was the adversarial angel, no, but the it. Say the it. it. What's the it? Painful blow. What's the painful blow? He doesn't tell us. Which means, watch this. He's so ashamed of it. He doesn't even want to tell you what it is. What well, the folk that had some stuff happen this year, that the truth be told is you're so shamed of it. You're like, I don't even want to tell nobody what it is. All I can tell you is it was a painful blow. I'm too embarrassed to say what it really was. I'm too embarrassed to say it was my self-esteem. I'm too embarrassed to say it was. He, he said, I don't even want to tell you what it is. It's too embarrassing to tell you. It's too shameful to tell you. So I'm just going to tell you it was a painful blow. This is the same Paul that didn't have no problem telling you all the rest of his business. But when it came to this blow, Paul was like, uh-uh. <laughs> oof for now Looks at the name and say, oof for now. That just means when somebody says, what happened? Ooh, for now, I ain't telling you. Just pray for me. Just pray for me. I ain't telling you, though. Paul said, I'm so embarrassed about it. I can't even talk about it because I thought I was stronger than that. Go on and finish this message, Bishop. Bishop. I thought I had more power than that I thought I was a better prayer warrior than that I thought I was a better gladiator than that I, I thought I was stronger than that what the why am I sitting up crying over that why Why am I sitting up mourning over this why Paul's like I, I, I ain't gonna tell y'all I tell you all my other business. Paul said, but this here, oof and all. Verse 9, and he said to me, This is God. God says, My grace is sufficient for you, my strength is made perfect in your weakness. You've been so strong, you didn't know you were bleeding. You're so used to being cut by folk and cut by situations and cut by things. And come on, get. you're so used to all of that. You're so, used, you're so used to having to lead and bleed at the same time. You're so used to being strong for everybody else. You're so used to it that you don't even know that you've been bleeding out to death. So truth be told, it wouldn't matter what happened because it would have been very painful because you were weaker than you thought. anything that came and just mess with you just hit you just he was having a good day then uh, he was feeling real strong after church and uh, you had said to yourself I just forgave him and then here they are they crossed you uh, again You just finished praying for your family and that's the moment it seems like them suckers went crazy. Just gave your biggest offering ever and all of a sudden you uh, In the world, it's happening. Can I, can I talk to somebody? Yes, sir. He says, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. Here's what God says. I could take it, but I'm not going to because I'm going to use Satan to bless you. What you mean, Bishop? Who did Paul say sent it? Satan did. What did God say about taking it? No. Which means God says, I know it hurts. Good. Because what hurts you deepest helps you most. You wouldn't listen to me earlier this year. You wouldn't take correction earlier this year. You, you wouldn't hear me. You wouldn't do, you, you want to do your own, you grown. You're going to do your own thing. So God says, What I did is I just chopped you open a little bit. Because sometimes the only way I can get something in you is I got to cut you to take some mess up out of you and put some good stuff up in you. I got to finish this. He says, three times I pleaded with the Lord to take this from me. And he said, no, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. Look at what Paul says. Therefore, somebody say, therefore. Come on, talk to me loud. 915, say, therefore. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, watch this. I take pleasure. In infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses. For Christ's sake, for when I am weak, watch it, then, for when I'm weak, then, for when I'm tired, then, for when I don't have no more to give, then, then I am strong. But check this out. Here's the word there. Here's the word. I'm done. Somebody said, what's point number one? We're still on it. <laughs> well, I says. He says, I take pleasure in my what? Infirmities. Now, here's what's significant about that word infirmities. In the Greek, infirmities isn't the painful blow. Infirmities, watch this church, touch your neighbor, say, I'm about to shout. About to shout. I can see I'm going to have to go my office and just have my own personal church service. Oh, and I'm going to do it too. I, cl- I cleared out some room in there. I got a whole lot of shouting room. now. I got a whole, I got a whole shouting section change it up Um, say infirmities infirmities don't refer to the painful blow in Greek infirmities means the handicap that came with the blow watch this if you're really honest it wasn't the hit that hurt It was the aftermath of the hit that hurt the most. Y'all not saying nothing. Truth be told, you look at the situation and you were like, it wasn't that bad. But when you look at the emotional turmoil that it took you through, you're not saying nothing. It wasn't the blow that hurt the worst. It was the aftermath that hurt like. It wasn't the breakup. It was the fact that now you had messed up your self-esteem, messed up your trust. Y'all not saying nothing to me. Messed up your ability to believe. Messed up your ability to think you're good enough. It wasn't the financial trouble that hurt you. It was the feeling of feeling like you messed up again with your money. It was after you just told everybody, look at what I got. Look at I got this. Look at I got this. And right after you started announcing all the great stuff happening, that's when the aftermath came. It wasn't the blow. It was the aftermath of the blow. It wasn't the marital trouble that messed with you. It was the fact that somehow you felt like, oh my God, what did I do? Oh my God, what happened? Oh my God, why am I fighting for them and they're not fighting for me? It wasn't wasn't the blow with your kids that messed you up. It was the fact that you thought you did a better job with them. Y'all not saying nothing. Don't see them act this way. Y'all not going to talk to me. Let me just finish. Let me finish. Paul said, the aftermath, because the blow's over. Paul said, I'm left with the aftermath. I'm left with the emotional instability. I'm left with all of the emotional drama. I'm left waking up at 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm going to come down your row. I'm left eating not because I'm hungry, because I'm coping. All right, just finish it, finish it, finish it. Y'all get my office ready for straight church when I get in there. I'm going in by myself well, I says, Paul said it's the aftermath that's messing with me Cause, because God I lay hands on people and they heal I pray for other folk they get breakthrough I ask you to do one thing for me sir that's what some of y'all said this year I ask you to do one thing for me sir and the one thing I ask you for you tell me no After I had been giving you yes after yes after yes after yes after yes, yes, Paul said, wait a minute, maybe what buffeted me, maybe I'm looking at this wrong. Maybe it's actually been blessing me. Paul said, hold up, let me look at this again. Rewind, let me look at this again. Paul said, maybe what hurt me I've been looking at this wrong. I've been making an idol out of the painful blow. I've been looking at this the wrong way. Maybe, maybe touch your neighbor and say, you've been looking at it wrong. Paul said, wait a minute, God. In the middle of him telling you the story, he says, I asked God. God said, no, you know Paul had an attitude because you know you would too. But Paul said, wait a minute, let me change my perspective. Let me change how I've been looking at this. Let me change how I've been dealing with this. is it that God just played Satan to bless me? Satan gave you his biggest blow this year. Preach to yourself. He gave you his biggest blow this year. And it rocked you back. And it made you shake and rock and, rock and shake, but you're still standing after all of that I dare you to high five your neighbor and say neighbor (laughs) say it was meant to break you down but Satan really blessed you I dare somebody to just thank God for the devil y'all not saying nothing (laughs) that what he meant for evil God has turned it for your yeah here it is I'm going to wrap this up You needed everything that happened to you this year. As far as I'm concerned, this year is over. So the rest of the message I'm going to be preaching the rest of this year is getting you ready for what's coming. (laughs) I am not the same me I was when I started this year. Touch your name and say, you're not the same you. You were when you started this year. See, when you started this year, you had so much anger in you. You had so much wrath, so much vengeance, so much stuff in you. And God says everything that happened this year was necessary. And I use Satan to bless you. I use what hurts you to help you. That's the whole point of the message. I ain't got three points today. It's just one. Say, Satan's been blessing me. Yeah, see, he hoped you were going to take your life. He hoped you were going to keep on driving off the road over there and just keep on driving off into the dam. Damn road over there. He hoped hoped you were going to say, I'm done with God. I'm done with church. Then you got a phone call. Then you got a text. Then you got a mobile push from the Harvest app. Y'all not saying that. Then you got an email. Right in your low moment, then God said, Oh no, you ain't going out like this. I didn't hang and die and pay that price for you on Calvary for you to go out like this. Touch your neighbor, say, You ain't going out like that. Say, I need it this year. So says Luke 10:19. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Who buffeted Paul? Satan. Who's our enemy? Satan. Jesus said, behold, I give you the uh, authority. You know how you get authority? You fight and win. You missed it. You missed it. Say, when I fight, I win. It gives, it gives me authority. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions. Serpents are deceivers. Scorpions in Greek means piercing situations. And over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Now wait a minute though. Hold up. Stop the presses. Vicki Vale. Watch Batman the other day. You should too. It'll encourage you. It'll tell you how to take what makes you get to the bottom of the bat cave and <laughs> I could preach it, though. I really could, though. We could do a whole series. Well, I this. Jesus just said, ain't nothing gonna hurt you. Yeah. Well, now, wait a minute. <laughs> because I know what hurt feels like. And 2016 <laughs> was, I ain't gonna throw it, but let me just turn this way, because some of y'all, all the singers was like, what was it, Bishop? What was it? <laughs> let me just turn towards this way. <laughs> say it was, it was hurt but Jesus said ain't nothing gonna hurt you we have a paradox here what do you mean it ain't gonna hurt me but it ain't hurt <laughs> we have a problem here we have, we have a paradox because you said Jesus nothing's gonna hurt me what do you mean it won't hurt me that word hurt and grief. say what does it mean bishop it, mean it may delay you it may knock you around but in Greek, this word means, but it was not outside of God's approval. So that means everything that went down in 2016, everything that went up, the thing that went down, touching the neighbor and say, heaven approved it. Even the stuff it didn't order, it approved. Even the stuff God didn't order, He approved it. So, the reason it can't hurt you, because if He approves it, you already possess what's necessary to deal with it. You missed it. You missed it. You missed it. God says, I approved it because I knew everybody else would go through it and lose their mind. But I knew you would go through it and you'd be just fine. Would you touch your neighbor and say, I didn't understand it when it happened? but I understand it now. Say, heaven approved it so Satan could bless me. Say, he's been blessing me all this year. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. That, that betrayal wasn't nothing but a blessing. That pain wasn't nothing but a blessing. Losing a car wasn't nothing but a blessing. Losing a house wasn't nothing but a blessing. Those marital problems were not nothing but a blessing. Problems with your kids, that wasn't nothing but a blessing. Here it is. Here's your challenge for the week. You ready? Yes, sir. What's point number one? Point one and number one is Satan's been blessing you this year. Here's the challenge you'll keep repeating the same hurts if you never record how they've helped. That's why this year you dealt with the same person in a different body. Because God says you didn't record your lessons. In, in the South, in the South, we have this saying: We need to get your. I taught y'all, you need to get your lessons, which basically means you need to go study after school. So I'd, i i walk home after school, and when I get home, I'd uh, Batman be on. Yeah, praise him. Batman be on, and and, and then the question become: uh, Did you get your lessons? Because I had to get my lessons. And part of my lessons wasn't just school lessons. I had to take out that picture Bible. Okay, I'm the only one, huh? I guess I was just getting prepped, all right? I take out that picture Bible, and with that picture Bible, I went through and I got my lessons. And I carried on that tradition. I made sure that my siblings, we we played church for... So I was practicing as a kid. We took some old towel from the house put a cross up on the basement wall. I ain't lying. We took three old dining room chairs, put them over here where the pastor sit. <laughs> we took a karaoke machine with a gold mic on the end. I hung it over one of the things in the basement and then that's where the singers would stand and they had to use one mic though so they had to learn how to work together. I'm, not, I'm telling you this is what I did. I made a, made a little pulpit, so did. Had a drum set over here in the back. We had church. After we come home from church, then we go downstairs, and then I'd say, "Now we to have church." So now I wasn't in charge there, but I'm in charge here. Y'all, you know, y'all stand up and sit down, and stand up and sit. Up. Put your hands together, and give them praise. <laughs> That's what I do. That's what I do. y'all <laughs> say, "Get your lessons." Here's your challenge for the week. You need to write a list of ten things. I know this is so simple but it's so important to these next few messages. Write a list of 10 things that have hurt you this year. Watch this, but through the lenses of how it helped you. How many of them? Now don't go beyond 10 and don't do eight. Trust me, you got 10. It's been 11 months in this year, so I believe you got at least one thing per month from this year. Some of us, some months had a lot of stuff. Now say record the lessons. Why do you need to record it? Because uh, Satan has been used by God this year to bless you. And you don't want to repeat the lessons of 16 in 17. Now, now, let me, I'm, I'm out of time, but can I give you this last thing? Uh, last, last evening, I did a, um, a Periscope. And uh, you can go look at it. Uh, go get our, get our mobile app, and it has the link in there for you. On the social media, <clears throat> say six. six. I'm done preaching. I just need to just give you this too, in case you didn't see that. Six <clears throat> in the Bible is the day God made man. Say six. six. In Revelation, six 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 would be the number of man. It would be the number of a deceiver. But the origin the or, uh, origin of six came from Genesis. Does ever say stay with, stay with Bishop? So then, when we look at the year 2016 and the spiritual year. If you don't know what I'm talking about, ask the bookstore. What was he talking about? And they'll get you the right messages. 5776. We've stepped into a new spiritual year, 5777. We're going into, watch this, a calendar year, 2017. Check it out, church. Six is the day of man. Your way. Your agenda. Your plan. So as we come to the end of six, we come to the end of, watch this, your way.